It's time to talk travel on to NURFM. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And Sally, we've known for a long time that there are lots of tours that we don't ordinarily see available to everybody that mm. go and do some interesting things. And now some of these are becoming available to us all. Well, I think that's a great thing, Jane. And these are designed or you know geared towards the over fifties. And I think these days, you know, as we say, the fifty is the thirty, and the seventy is the fifty these days. So we're all living a lot longer, and we all still want to do interesting things in our life. And I think you know you can't write off people over fifty, of which I happen to fall into the category. Thank you very much. As not still being wanting to discover, to educate yourself, and you know to do something that's a little bit different. So I think it's great to see that there's this opportunity here now, which was, I guess, once more uh, geared towards universities and educational establishments. So we, the general public, didn't know about these programs. So now we do. So it's just a good thing that we now have this opportunity to be able to do some. Absolutely. I've just flicked through the brochure and I just can't believe the choices. I've never seen such a, you know, a wide range of programs that would cater to all tastes. So whether you're an active person and you want to do, there's even like, for example, they provide the motorbikes, a BMW motorcycle tour through parts of South America. Um, yeah, for the car enthusiasts. A BMW motorbike yeah, tour. Yeah, at that. Mm. At that, yes. Yeah. So everything's quality. All their international packages will include airfares and things like that. So it's sort of like an all-up front cost again. Um, if you're doing something that's like an archaeological dig or a historical tour, you will have qualified people with you, whether they be university lecturers or someone who's knowledgeable in that particular area and field. They even do car enthusiast tours for the car enthusiasts where you can go and visit uh, the Ferrari museums in Italy and, you know, <laughs> Peugeot and Renault in France or if you're going somewhere else, it could be the, the wonderful, which I've seen on TV, which is incredible, that VW thing where they pack them all in glass cocoons as they come off the you know um, production line and they get just stacked up and up and up and you can go to the Volvo one as well they include that more in the northern part you know if you're wanting to do that um, as I said we've mentioned archaeological digs active tours for the people that are active and they will give you an idea of you know the level of fitness you need to have to be able to do this um, usually their group sizes are you know around 15 to 18 people so again that's good it's it's small group touring which means it becomes more intimate you get to know your passengers better and I think your tour manager director lecturer whatever of course can impart knowledge a lot more easily to a smaller group and particularly when it's a group that's obviously going to go on this trip because it's a specific interest so therefore you've got like-minded people with you as well so it's not just a, like a general across run-of-the-mill I suppose I couldn't shouldn't call it that but you know what I'm saying like a general coach tour as opposed to a special interest coach program so there's so many in here including Australia even one of them in France I've never seen an itinerary that goes into Uzay the little medieval village I stayed in in Languedoc is even in there and I've gone oh wow that's in there that's fantastic you know so yeah it's it's worth a look um the company's called Odyssey Tours this is only something fairly new they've released to the general public um but everything from Taiwan lantern festivals to going through Burma and the Irrawaddy River to Persian heritage, uh, Namibia, the, going to Tunis to discover the, or to, sorry, to um, talk about the Punic Wars, things in the Baltic area, Turkey, as we've mentioned, France, Britain, um, India, contemporary Japan, um, sing-along tours. They even have for music-loving people, can you believe? And they go into like Hungary and, and it features Mozart's Requiem on the banks of the Danube being performed. And, you know, so it's just really 
I just found it fascinating anyway that there was such a wide range and choice that I'm sure would suit any traveller out there. They'd be able to find something in there that would appeal to them. And as they're getting older, I'm sure they all want to be still educating and learning and doing something a little bit different. Things like the archaeological tours, I wonder if you actually need to be trained in how to... Because you've got to be so careful, haven't how you? How to dig, yes. in fact. You know, these little brushes you see them with just carefully, you know, you you just... You know, it's almost you're not game to touch anything, isn't it? So, so you could learn a new skill. Well, absolutely. And the other good thing too that, I mean, because um, the, this particular company has, you know, always been associated with universities and educational establishments, they, they are a not-for-profit organisation and they also offer scholarships to people who are studying and that's, that's really quite an interesting thing as well. So, yeah, I just thought it was, it was just something new that was great to talk about. At the moment, though, strap yourself in. We are talking travel and... And we're off to the Skyways. Sally Lucas. Okay, electronics. We all know that we're told all the time on planes that we must switch everything off this electronic, of course, and until you land and even after you take off, it can go back into flight mode, etc. But certainly during takeoffs and landings and usually from gate and back to gate, no, no, no. Well, that's all changing apparently. So United Airlines is saying that during um, takeoff and landing on their flights domestically anyway and, and mainland America, that it's offering passengers the use of um, handheld electronic during all phases of flight. So handheld would be phones, maybe? E-readers, E-readers, games, smartphones, etc. The biggies, like the laptops and the large devices, are still going to be required to be stored in an overhead bin, but certainly all others you can use, um, you know, it's just remarkable. And they switch off devices, they can be asked, sorry, to switch off devices uh, in certain situations, you know, if it's required. Um, but that would be announced, obviously, on board. But they're saying that uh, it's safely, they can safely now expand the use of portable electronic devices devices and um, make it a more user-friendly travel experience for customers to do so. So I would imagine that this will just be the start of this happening across the board. But just interesting to see that United has started it already anyway. So good to know. Mm, yes, the trend. A trend about to start. Yes, we like these trends and it's always good if everyone else takes them on board as well though, isn't it? So oh, we, yeah, want, we want everyone to do it, not just one airline. So let's hope. And we're going on board now, aren't we? Not a plane, but on the waters. And this vessel looks absolutely gorgeous, Jane. It's um, been um, built just recently. It's a private charter boat that's uh, used along both the Mekong River and also one on the Irrawaddy River in Burma. Uh, the Mekong, of course, as we know, goes through Vietnam and in, into sort of the Indochina region. So these are absolutely, I mean, I can show you, Jane, I can't show anyone else, but to give you an idea of the standard of accommodation on board, it just looks stunning, doesn't it? You no, wouldn't it think it was... doesn't look like a boat. No, it, it doesn't look like a boat. It like a grand hotel. It looks like a pre- French provincial hotel room to me which of course there's a lot of French influence in that you know Indochina area so this is just incredible it's the first of this very luxury style of cruising so it's quite indulgent um, you can indulge yourself of course in the grand suites but you don't have to have those you can just have a basic service but exclusive also all guests on board have a butler service as well all your meals on board and of course you are sure regularly of course when you're going up rivers to experience river life and what happens along the river so these are wonderful vessels and just amazing journeys as you sort of slowly cruise down these famous rivers you know I, I just think I haven't done it I must admit and when I was in Africa recently one of the couples had just not long and again it wasn't high on their bucket list to to do the cruise on the Irrawaddy River well they said they were just 
couldn't believe it. They said, number one, it was so relaxing, even though they're normally a doing couple, but they were still off and ashore doing all day. And you had this beautiful vessel, and this one is even more beautiful, to come back onto at the end of the day and have your lovely little cocktails at the sunset on the deck and beautiful dining experiences with a range of your, of course, your Asian cuisine blended with your French cuisine. So it is fantastic. And these are just gorgeous, gorgeous vessels. And they do lots of different itineraries a day, even go into Halong Bay. They do do cruises in that region as well. And you've got anything ranging from an eight-day cruise on the Mekong going right up into 27 days, uh, a combination land and, of course, river to do this. And that's doing Grand Indochina and Luxury Mekong as well. So you're going way up to Lao Cai and Sapa, that beautiful part of northern Vietnam. Um, and, of course, you're doing Hanoi and Halong Bay, Da Nang, Hoi An, Ho Chi Minh City. And then you're going into Siem Reap and you're cruising all up through the, the Mekong into that area, um, seven nights cruising before you get on to Siem Reap. And you go up to Luang Prabang, um, so, you know, wonderful, wonderful itineraries depending on what you want to do. So anything from eight days up. Uh, the Mekong Navigator is the one vessel in the Mekong, of course, and the Irrawaddy Explorer is the name of the vessel that does the um, Irrawaddy in Burma. Once you're on land, of course, they're using absolutely state-of-the-art hotels as well, like there'll be Sofitels or, you know, really, really luxury accommodation and also resort spas are being used as as well so just a lovely new way of doing that part of the world that we all love i think it's you get there and the people are so friendly the food is so wonderful and it's lovely that burma has now opened up a lot more for us to be able to travel into myanmar of course as we should call it these days i guess but you know just a fantastic opportunity to do this in a beautiful way lovely luxury cruising Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2 and New RFM.